Hey guys, this is Alexis. And this is Tremus. And you're listening to More, More Wine, Wine Please. Please. We have Miss Nichelle with us. Yes. You can follow her. Miss she Michelle. has like a that. blog. Yes. I do have a blog, and you guys can follow me. I'm going to do a shameless plug right now. Okay? Plug, 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 plug. So it's plug. Nichelle. It's like Michelle, but with an N. Nichelle J. Writes. And you can also follow Sip and Tip Talk on Instagram. Um, it's a lifestyle blog where we give you guys daily tips, but, you know, things that you can talk about over drinks with your friends, you know, just casual conversation. Um, and that's it. Which is right in line with what we're doing on this podcast. Yes, more wine, please. We've got our wine, we've got our guests, we've got each other, and we're about to have a good little conversation here. Hey, hey. So, yeah. Nichelle, um, from your Instagram page, you are a part of this entertainment world. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the Golden Globes just passed. And from what I've read, the commentary, it's been a lot of mixed reviews mm -hmm. you know there was obviously this attempt to address a larger theme that has kind of controlled the past few months in terms of sexual assault and even addressing broader themes such as diversity um and equal pay yes Don't forget that. Equal that pay. is also a very oh. big issue especially in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. um before Oprah for 2020 or not. <laughs> like, that's what we're here for. I'm just kidding. I don't know if this is her term. Is, is that a good place to start? Oprah for 2020? Um, I'm voting no. I'm sorry. Uh -oh. I know I know the black people are like... No, tell me right why. Now. Because, you know, I feel like uh, the issue that we have in the office right now is that we have somebody that's not from a political background. You know, and I love Oprah to death. She's very inspirational. She's somebody that I aspire to be. Um, you know, and I feel like, you know, she's aging. She needs somebody to take that place. Girl, that might be me. Holla at me, Oprah. But <laughs> <laughs> but I feel as if I I feel a little bit more comfortable with somebody that comes from a political background in office. That's just my personal opinion. And I feel like Oprah has a very good way of addressing everyone and making someone feel comfortable and no matter where you're from and what your background is. But... How is she going to be on political issues? I don't know. And I feel like they're going to tear her down because if she's not on one side and she's not making these people happy, you get what I'm saying? Then she's going to be hating on this side. And she just doesn't need that. She needs to live in the fruits of her labor, bask in the ambiance of what she has created, her wonderful empire, and just live the rest of her old, fruitful life. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. You don't think that there's any reason why Oprah Winfrey would be a good candidate for 2020 presidential election? I think there's plenty of reasons why she'd be a good candidate. However, Oprah has... Okay, so here's how I explain it to people. I was in love with Ben Carson. He was very inspirational what? to me. Listen, listen. Okay. I had the book. Listen to me. I had the book, Gifted Hands. Okay. I had the, the same movie. As my mom. I loved it. I wanted to be a doctor for all of like five days. Like, you know okay. what I mean? I was like Ben Carson, Ben Carson, Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. And even once, you know, I grew up and whatever, I still really admired him for mm -hmm. his accomplishments, his journey, all these things. Fast forward through life to uh, 20. Let's say 16, today. 16. Where do you stand on Ben Carson? Exactly. In this so this, this is joke. my this is my point. He's a joke. I no longer feel the same way about Ben Carson. He's a joke. Now Ben Carson could have died as an amazing surgeon. 
amazing black surgeon yeah. mm -hmm. who accomplished so much from where he came from right. and who overcame so many obstacles. Instead, he tarnished his his legacy exactly by stepping into the realm of politics mm -hmm. instead of staying as a medical professional exactly. where he would have gone down in the history in the african-american history museum he would have had like you know a whole floor dedicated exactly. to him you see what i'm saying exactly. i don't need that for oprah i want her to continue to be the successful black woman that she is she has accomplished a lot she has checked a lot of boxes let's leave her boxes alone exactly yeah and there's room for another woman. There's Senator Kamala Harris. I'm yeah. not saying I don't want a woman. I'm not saying that I don't want a black woman. I'm not saying that I'm not here for diversity. Um, you know, people have rumored Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, um, Kamala Harris, all of these women who are in politics right now who... And I, and I think that, too, that she's not going to get the vote just because of... I think the same thing with Obama. Like, the black community is not going to vote for her because of her amazing accomplishments or what she really could do. They're going to vote for her because she's a black woman. Mm -hmm. You know? I I personally don't think that there's anything wrong with anyone who voted for Obama simply for the fact that he was black. I agree on that point. I, I, in, in conjunction with the fact that it would have been very problematic for people to ignore the problematic things with Ben Carson and vote for him the same way. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. But the, it's like not just because he's black, sure. but being black is enough of a reason to vote for someone. But the problematic stances that Ben Carson took were enough to vote against that person, if that makes any sense. But, but in I, terms, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. But in terms of Oprah, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I don't think that she would be a good candidate either, but... Part of me feels like she captures people in the same way that Obama used to. And even listening to her speech, it felt very nostalgic of Obama having that leadership quality right. and the ability to tap into what an audience feels. Right. Like people it were in tears. People were really right. moved by this. However. <laughs> I, just, I just want the black people to be woke. And not just woke because it's a black person in office. Like, I want you to actually, like, pay attention to politics and what, what policies are important and what policies affect us. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like people are fake woke. And I'm just tired of that. What do you mean fake woke? They're fake woke. Like, they, um, mm, how can I define fake woke? This going to be, I need a shirt that say fake woke. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I feel like people are, they jump on bandwagons when it comes to, things that um, affect us, you know, and they only get their news from social media. Nobody's doing their research. Nobody's going back and saying, oh, well, this doesn't really affect me because, you know, they're not, they're not, they're, they're just looking at one side of a policy and they're looking at one side of an issue and they're looking at what their favorite Instagram person said. And then they're jumping on the bandwagon, you know? And I feel like the whole thing with Oprah, it's like you're really not looking at the things that need to be fixed and addressed in the community. You're looking at the fact that she's a powerful, black, influential um, woman, you know? And you're like, oh, Oprah for 2020, but what policies do you need her to change and do you think she can actually fix that for you? Right. I mean, um, let's just PSA real quick. Okay. I would check Shade Room as much as the next person, but they are not... They are not a news source. They are not a, they um, are more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking Tabloid. for? No, like um, 
an aggregator of news. They mm-hmm. collect news from other sources right. and then they put That's them fair. out. Right. They do not send reporters. They do not have reporters that go out and report on these things. Mm-hmm. For example, there was something that happened a while back and they posted that uh, it was a terrorist attack. They had to retract that post and say, we apologize, we jumped the gun, but it was too late. Millions of people had already saw that you said that something was a terrorist attack. And by doing that, you fueled the anti-Islamic, you know, you just helped light the fire just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So to your point of fake woke, I hear you. Yeah. And to add to this, my biggest issue with this hype about Oprah right now mm-hmm. is the fact that it's 2018 and we're amid midterm elections where we're allegedly and supposed to be voting on positions that are equally as important to vote on, maybe that if, don't hold the same prestige if, as the presidency. If, but they're actually more important, in my opinion. In a way, in terms of how things affect you immediately. Exactly. A lot of things that happen in the presidency can steer the country in a certain way, mm-hmm. um, a certain direction or another. But at the same time, like we are in... Like, it's 2018 now. The midterm elections are coming up and people are not paying attention. And they're also paying attention to a presidential election that's years away. And if Oprah is a candidate and she's a front runner after Donald Trump, what does this say about who can be president? Yes. Right? Yes. It's great that it's a black woman. However, this is a rich, powerful political outsider. And the changing face of a president of the United States, I I don't know what that says. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I think it's significant to note. I agree. I agree. I think that we can debate Oprah 2020 for years to come, but I think that uh, we're going to move on back to our (laughs) other uh, topics. Yeah, we were talking about... um, we jumped right what into that. What was that, that award show that happened? <laughs> right. um, so some other very powerful things that happened at the award show, a few other milestones. Aziz Ansari was the first Asian person to win Best Actor in a TV Comedy mm-hmm. um, for his show. Yeah. Master of None. Master of None. Have you guys watched? I've never watched. It's, I, I've only watched parts. In yeah, I've seen. So I'm, oh, really? Yeah. I've seen. I saw the first three episodes. You know how I'm just a person who will start shows. And then there's so many shows out that I'll see something on Netflix and they'll like start promoting. I'll be like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, chewing gum. Ooh, she's got to have it. And yeah. I just, on to the next thing, on to the next yeah. thing. But um, I think it's really good. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So props to him. What I did want to address with, uh, with Aziz, I'm sorry, was I watched an interview with him and I can't remember um, what show it was. Or maybe it was like, I have this uh, awesome YouTube show that I love. It's called, um, gosh, it's called... Oh, first we feast hot ones. And I think he was on there. It's so good. So basically the guy, he gets people to come in and they eat 10 chicken wings. But has, as he's like interviewing them, the chicken wings get hotter. It's, it's so good. So as they get hotter, people are like looser. They're like, oh, this is hot as hell. Like I can't, you know, just give it, answer the question, answer the question, you know. So I think he was on there. But what he said in the interview was so powerful. He said that, you know, when you when you start in Hollywood, they try to typecast you, you know, and I came in as an Indian. And he's like, everybody wants you to do the Indian accent or they want you to play a certain type of role. And he's like, no, I grew up here in America. I have an American accent. You know, I may have an Indian background, but I'm going to create a platform where I can be myself, you know, and write a role that I can be myself. I don't have to be, you know, this 
typecasted like Indian guy. So I think maybe that's what Master of None is about. Yeah. I haven't really like seen it. I don't know, but <laughs> that's interesting. Have you yeah. ever experienced anything like that? Being just, typecasted? Yeah. Just definitely. in in work or in definitely, general. Definitely, definitely. Especially with um me like in my background i don't know if i can like kind of get into that a little bit yeah please. Um, and you guys know me from working at nbc where i started in the mailroom you get what i'm saying and right. i started there because i was still in school and i came from a background where i moved to dc and i didn't even have a ged when i moved here like i got my ged as i was like getting college credits you know and now i'm at georgetown and now i have nbc and abc and all these other names behind me you know so i was definitely typecasted like all right, she's the rebellious ghetto girl that is going to work in the mailroom, you know? Right. And now I'm, like, doing so much and yes, creating black girl magic. Black girl magic. Sleep if you wanna. All over there, you know? <laughs> but then on top of that, too, what I've learned is, especially as millennials and especially in the industry that we want to be in, you have to create your own platform. Because if you don't, you will be typecasted and you will be stuck in that role forever. You know, you have to... Um, go out and get your own opportunities, you know, to tell people, to be able to negotiate and say, this isn't me, you know, I had to do this to take this milestone. And that's what um, other individuals do is that they take jobs and they go into it and they're like, oh, this is just going to be a stepping stone for me. We don't go into it like that. We're like, oh, I'm at NBC. I'm in the building, you know, but they're not looking at it like, wait a minute, this has to be a stepping stone to get to somewhere else, you know? Like, don't get stuck in that dream that they try to sell you. Like, oh, you need to work here 20 years and this is your career, you know? So I think that it's it's very easy to get typecasted, but you have to go into it and say, no, this is a stepping stone. This is what I need to have the foundational piece to get to the next part. Right, and I think a lot of it is part of like, self-advocacy like you have to advocate on your own behalf right. absolutely which kind of ties back into what we're talking about with the golden globes mm-hmm. the women who are advocating for equal pay mm-hmm. to have their voices heard on sexual assault that type of thing right and yeah there was a few things that happened yeah at the golden I mean, globes I, that we can I discuss on the topic yeah okay uh, for both of you guys maybe um Issa Rae mm-hmm. Issa Rae was nominated but she did not win Um, her category Mm -hmm. and i guess so this is my question about being typecasted and all these things and Mm -hmm. it kind of plays into i know trey but i'm taking it to beyonce (laughs) yes i'm a beehive member (laughs) but beyonce and lemonade in the grammys is there a box that um black artists and when i say artists i mean music industry actors actresses artists of all forms have to live in, right? And your stuff is good. It's good. It's really, really good, but it's good for black people. It's not good for... Will Issa Rae ever win an award as prestigious as a Golden Globe, you know? Or is her work seen as narrow? Well, she has, hasn't she? She's won... um... I gotta look that up because I feel like she has. She did win an award. It wasn't... um an oscar or a no. yeah it Globe wasn't like it a was major a... she's one sure she has many of accolades mm-hmm. but it's not a well yeah i mean i think it's significant the fact that she was even there you know what right, i mean but they don't it break it down into like they... just being there is good enough no i'm saying it's a like we were saying it's a stepping stone you know mm-hmm. um the fact that the, what's the actor's name from this is us i'm sorry i didn't watch sterling that show. K. yeah sterling K. yeah his role wasn't like a black role it was. or a, a like a stereotypical black role that you think I of think, I think it was. 
You think it was? He comes from, yeah. He's like, you created a role for a black man that only a black man can play. Um, Right, but I I think that's different from, it's a show about black people, but really it's a show about life. People, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it crossed that line to the point where even like both white people and people of color realized that that's what it was, even though we're... Yeah, we 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 just we just we casted black people. Yeah, because it's her, it's from not, her point of view. Yeah, not that it wasn't intentional, but we can get over the race aspect and stop casting it as right. a black show. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why I think it's significant that she's there because right. she wouldn't be there if it had just been mm-hmm. characterized or boxed right. in for right. its race. Okay. Um like Alexis said, Aziz Ansari was the first Asian person to win Best Actor in a TV Comedy. Mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown, first black person to win Best Actor in a TV Drama Category. Issa Rae was nominated. Oprah was the first black, black woman to get the Lifetime Achievement Award. My question to you is about why this is even worth acknowledging. Like, I've seen people say, why does it matter if they're the first black person? Like, this isn't even a thing that we should keep track of. Right. Why is that important to address? You know, because I try not to live in that, like... And my friends tell me all the time, like, you live in la-la land. Because I try not to live in it. I always feel like what you think is what your life is going to... Like, what your world is going to be like, you know? And if I think, like, everything is about a race thing, you know, all that racial shit is going to happen to me. And I don't think like that, you know? Because I'm friends with everybody. I'm the same with everybody. Like, yeah, white friends, black friends. Like, I'm taking picklebacks... Of Jameson, you know, <laughs> with my white folk, you know, and drinking Henny with the blacks. So I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. That's I, that's so hard. Like, why is it important to address? But I guess it's still like... It might know, not be. Like, I don't think it is. As my personal opinion. I don't think it is. I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one argument I can make for it mm-hmm. is just to think about the... The span of time of how long things have existed. Right. I think this award show has been happening for seventy. Years. Yeah, seventy-five yeah. years. That this is the that this is this is the first in each of, of like it's kind of a wake up call to people. Yeah. Maybe it just it bothers me about the fact that this is the first, or that we have to address this is the first. This is the first. This is the first. But they get their inspiration from black people and that's what pisses me off you know it's like why are we addressing like this is the first when y'all are really biting our style for example i just learned that um friends was a bite off of living single oh i heard that which i never knew you get what i'm saying so it's like friends is getting like all of these accolades yeah but you guys living single was a brilliant show by the way it was fantastic yeah But no, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah. It, that yeah. So, it's but like, in in what way? Like, did the director was are... inspired by Living Single, and he thought, "Let's, I want to create a show like this." Yeah. And he what did he say? I want to create a white version of this. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Exactly. That's no. a basically exactly what he exactly. said. Exactly. <laughs> so it just bothers me. Like, why do you have to address that Sheesh. this is the first black person to do this or the first black person to do that? But you guys are biting our style. Alexis, what do you think? Do you think it's important to? announce and acknowledge when it's the first black person to do something or the first Asian person to do something. I do. I wish it wasn't necessary. I wish that it was the norm, but it's not. There's so many categories where there wasn't a person of color Mm. 
included in the nominations or there wasn't a female included in the nominations that I think it is important for Natalie Portman to say, to, to, to throw shade. Mm-hmm. It is important because even if Oprah's not running, her speech was so powerful mm-hmm. and her message was, I saw Sidney Portier win the first award and I was inspired mm-hmm. because I had, she said, I had never seen a black man celebrated in that way. For Oprah to say that that was an influential moment in her life as a child points out the importance of inclusivity and diversity and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just inclusion in all parts of the world. So I wish that it wasn't necessary. I hear what Nichelle's saying. I wished we didn't have to say, yay, the first black person to do this. But think about how sad it is that we're still acknowledging first. Exactly. That's true. That's like, that's true. so sad that yeah. we're still pointing out. The, sometimes I'm like, this is this is really the first black person to do this. Right. This is the first woman to do this. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So until it becomes normal for women and for minorities to be a part of Oscars and Academy Awards and and Grammys and the crowd looks far more colorful than it does <laughs> uh, mono colored, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yes, I do think it's important to point out first. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, doing this podcast is making me realize how difficult it is to talk about issues as a black person without talking about issues that affect affect black people. Yes. Um, Absolutely. You know. I always We never went into this inherently saying, oh, we're going to talk about black issues, but black people got a lot of issues. Right. (laughs) Yes. I always say, like, my blackness always wins over all of my other issues. Mm -hmm. My blackness wins over my sexuality, right. you know, all of those things. Like, right. it is the thing that is, uh, catches me every time, yeah. you know? I have to put that yeah. first. I just can't let it go. Yeah. Was there anything fun or funny that happened at the, or was it lame? I actually, so I thought that Seth Meyers, the host, what he said, um, this is the first time that weed is legal and sexual harassment isn't. I actually thought that was hilarious. <laughs> He's that got a point. Was, yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. No, I, th- I thought he was on point pretty much the whole night. Yeah, like, and, I, and I like that um, comedians. Like, I, I think the Golden Globes is always like the one non-stuffy um, award show, which I appreciate. It's like they're all getting together and it just seems like a party and I can't wait till I'm in that room for whatever reason. Uh-oh. <laughs> what you gonna be in there for? <laughs> Speaking be into in the somebody's face. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna be in there. I'm that be means the applying East- makeup for yeah. those who are not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Issa Rae, you can holler at me too, girl. I have many <laughs> characters and I don't mind being an all-black cast. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want to be in the room and um, I feel like, you know, I like the fact that comedians, when they're hosting, they take risk and they take shots and they address, like, you know, the things that we want to say, but we can't, you know? So. Yeah. Know. I think that's part of their job, too. Yeah. It's their job to push the limits exactly. and make people uncomfortable. I know this is totally off topic, but have you guys seen the new uh, Dave Chappelle stand up? No, I've seen it on it Netflix, but I need to watch it. Yeah, I need to watch it. Oh, okay. I heard well, that it's pretty funny. It's, it's funny, and he says all the things that. They, you can't. Yeah, that you can't say. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and and he talks a lot about like the sexual harassment and stuff like that that's going on right now. Yeah. And um, I was watching TMZ and every all these comedians are like 
Dave Chappelle, he's royalty. He can say what the hell he wants to say, you right. know? So let's get him to host next year. Who gonna check me, boo? Right. Let's In the words of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Shabai Also, Wait. Dave Chappelle, the invite is out to come on the podcast, you know? <laughs> We'll pencil Speaking you right, in. Yeah, no. right, exactly. We may have some time. We'll have a good time. We I'm have sure you'll have a good time. <laughs> um, anyway. So where do we go from here? Where do you think that, uh, that, that actors and actresses, do you think that there will be a change? Do you think that people woke up after the awards, the <laughs> Oscars, and said, hmm, why were all the men, uh, all the nominee, nominees for director male? Where were all the female directors? Do you think people take note of that? Or do you think that this is another thing that gets a little hype right now because it's cute and it's cool and they wore black and they had pins and Oprah and Natalie Portman and so on and so forth, but it gets pushed under the rug? Um, hmm. I saw this really great meme today and it was in regards to the H&M whole mm, fiasco. Girl, oh, Lord. we've been and, trying to avoid uh, it. Don't get me started. Said, Y'all, y'all concerned and boycotting of H&M is going to last about as long as they're closed two to three weeks. Oh, <laughs> amen. So amen. how do I feel? Um, I feel like, you know, it all sounds good, but what are you really going to do about it? You know, are you wearing black all 2018? Probably not, you know. And uh, the media, it's only going to last as long as the media uh, has it out there, you know, because people are just so uh, captivated by what's on TV. And again, they're fake woke. They don't go back and do their research. They don't say, well, why is this really happening? And how is this affecting me? So no, it's a trend. It's all a trend. It's, it sounded good. It looked good. It was great for TV, great for media. That's it. I hear uh-huh. you. I think that's true. Especially, you know, a lot of what I was reading about, uh, the men, didn't really speak up on it right? in terms of a lot of the issues that we were trying to address by wearing mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still left to the women when yeah. it really is not up to them. Yeah. This is an issue a lot dealing with... Like, are the men actually going to go out and show their pay stubs and say, hey, hey let, me, let me see what you're making, girl. I'm going to show you what I'm making. Let's oh, go do but something listen, about when, it. Are y'all going to walk hand in hand in the office When together? it comes to oh, money, <laughs> no one is... Emptying out their pockets for equality. No. That is not how America works. Mm-hmm. Sure, there was a woman um, that Hallie Jackson uh, featured in her big picture. And it was a picture of a woman. She was an editor at a paper. I can't remember where. But she found out that her five colleagues, who they all had the same title, the other five colleagues were men, mm-hmm. made 50% more than what she was making. Sheesh. That's crazy. So she... Turned in her resignation letter, mm-hmm. said, I'm going to blow this popsicle stand. And they were like, no, no, please, we'll give you more money. Gave her, offered her a much higher uh, pay increase. Mm-hmm. We'll make it right. And she walked away and said no, because it wasn't about that. Exactly. It was the fact that for so many years, five other people, mm-hmm. you know, there's six of us and I'm the one making. Can you imagine that? You find out it's that your colleagues makes 50% more than you. It's not 10, 15, 20, 50% more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did For those sure. men speak up? Did those men, you know, say this is wrong? All 2018, I'm not negotiating, okay? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not, I'm not lowering my standards. I'm not settling for anything less. Like, 
it's you're gonna pay me what I'm worth and that's one thing I learned especially I mean you guys know like with your podcast and stuff like that and you guys work in media like your friends are always trying to slide in and get a deal like no like pay me what I'm worth I understand my worth and I can't negotiate anything less than that you know Mm -hmm. and it's and it starts like with the colleagues that you are surrounded by like you guys have to respect me and if I'm not gonna accept it from somebody I'm dating from somebody I'm sleeping with from somebody I'm friends with I'm damn sure not gonna accept it at a job that I'm making y'all all this money no you gonna pay me what I'm worth you know like and that's it right all time um, 18 and 19 and 20 <laughs> and 21 and 22 and so <laughs> for something fun Trey and I want to do with this or that Oh, that's Ooh. right. So you what tell us. Wait, I just have to answer? Or that? Or yeah, this is answer? all you. Oh, wait. I thought we were supposed to ask her this or that. Yeah, Remember? we're going to ask her this or that. Can I have to answer oh. by myself? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's you got to think deep. quick. Think quick. You oh, ready? Crap. How many seconds you ready? do I get to answer this? You got like two. Ah, oh, crap. All you right. ready? All right, I'm ready. Cardi B or Nikki? Cardi B. That was it. That was my only question. Drumsticks or flats? Flats? Oh. <laughs> Wow. Um, Where's the thing? Here. Y'all got this or that questions where, written. Where is it? <laughs> we had this or that question. It's written down. Oh, um, That's hilarious. Joe Biden or Oprah? Oprah? <laughs> what else? Where's the thing? There was one more. I thought you said Joe Biden at first. I'm like, Oh, no. my God. <laughs> what does he have to do with this at all? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. Oh, podcast over. Uh, Same. <laughs> actually, I, I listen. I love B. I love you, girl. I love you. Oh, no. But Rihanna's a little bit more spicy. Oh no. <laughs> I think that I think that Beyonce's over. having a hard time with um, being who she really is and trying to be <gasps> and trying to be Miss Perfect Beyonce. Oh no. Okay, so remember when we were bashing that song yeah, by her and Eminem? You retract your statement. Wait, which one? No, it's called Walk on, uh, Water. Walk on Water. Oh, I don't know that one. I think that's what that song was all about. What? Eminem had yeah, Eminem has this God complex where he's larger than life and he's the greatest rapper and he has awards for saying the most amount of words in a rap song, whatever the hell. And Beyonce has this persona where she's this perfect being who makes no mistake. And the song was essentially saying that I walk on water, but I ain't no Jesus. Okay. Like it's, it's Beyonce and Eminem. It's called walk on water. And it's basically admitting to, to their humanity and taking themselves down a notch and saying, look, y'all, Okay, See, I'm, well, I'm listen, the shit, if, if you know? If that's the case, I can respect that. Um, well, we're going to have another shameless plug. Um, we really appreciate Nichelle coming on our show. Yes, you, you guys can check her out. Time. Give us the plug. Give us the plug. All right, shameless plug. And I hope you guys found me entertaining. This is my very first podcast. I'm, like, so excited that I get to do it with, like, people I know and I'm comfortable with. And you guys are so much fun. Aww. And I get to see you outside of it. I'm not going to say it on here. Um... <laughs> But uh, you guys can follow me at Nichelle J. Wright on Instagram. And that's, uh, it's like Michelle, but with an N. And then follow uh, Sip and Tip Talk 
on Instagram as well. It's again, it's a place where you guys can just like get cool tips about everyday lifestyle things and, you know, hopefully converse with your friends about the things that we share with you guys. And I hope that this conversation is something that you guys can talk about with your friends as well, because it was very enlightening to me and I enjoy like hearing your opinion. So thank you so much. Yeah, she's popping. Otherwise, we wouldn't have brought her on. It was a pleasure having her. Exactly. That's all for this episode of More Wine, Please. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Wine Podcast. And thanks for listening. Tune in next week for More More Wine, Wine, Please. Please.